Welcome to Reading to Kids podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Peyton. And we're here to read to you or with you. We know that sometimes moms and dads don't always have the time or the motivation to read to their kids each night, and we know how important it is. So, on those nights that you're not in the mood, we're going to do it for you. Can't wait to read with you. Good job, Peyton. High five. Okay, it's rolled doll time, and now Peyton has chosen to read Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. So this book's a bit longer than The Magic Finger, so we'll probably do this in... How many pages is this one? This is... Go all the way to the back. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 179. Uh, I don't know how many parts we'll do it in. Maybe we'll do it in like 20-minute segments so that people get their 20 minutes of reading. Okay. Yeah. And if you're like, I like to read more or like listen more and you can do two, so that's 40 minutes a day. Or if you're like us, you could do two and a half hours a day. <laughs> right? <laughs> okay. All right. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Take it away, Peyton. See you, series, but Okay. <laughs> I know, isn't it weird? Okay, so are, so there are going to be five children. <clears throat> I don't think that you have to read that, honey. I'm just going to read it. Oh, okay, okay. I'm going to say the characters, the five characters, well, the five children characters. Yep. Augustus Gloop, a greedy boy. Veronica, Veruca oh. Salt, who, a girl who is spoiled by their, her parents. No, guess what? <clears throat> when Molly, Peyton's older sister, acts like a little bratty kid, we used to say Veruca. <laughs> I think I've even called you Veruca before. Go ahead. Violet Buttle. Violet. What does it say, Violet? Um, I don't know how to say her last name. Bjorg. Um, Garde. Violet. Beer guard. Beer guard. Yeah. Okay. Violet Beer guard. No, I remember. That's her last name. Oh, okay, cool. Violet Beer guard. A girl who chews on them all day long. Mm-hmm. Mike TV. It's not actually spelled TV. It's T-E-A-V-E-E. Yeah. A boy who does nothing but watches television. Mm. And Charlie Bucket. The hero. Mm, love Charlie. <clears throat> Chapter one. Here comes Charlie. It's kind of like, here comes Johnny. Yeah. If anybody knows that reference, your parents are very cool. Okay. Here comes Charlie. These two very old people are father and mother of Mr. Bucket. Their names are Grandpa Joe and Grandma jo- Josephina. Oh, Josephine. Josephine. Wait, I just realized there's an S in front of the E. Mm-hmm. But they're both... But they're Joe. Joe and Joe. Yeah. Grandpa and Grandma Joe. And these two very old people are the father and mother of Mrs. Bucket. Their names are Grandpa George and Grandpa Georgina. Hmm. George. Yep. <clears throat> this is Mr. Bucket. This is Mrs. Bucket. Mr. and Mrs. Bucket 
have a small boy whose name is Charlie. How's Charlie? This is Charlie. How do you? How do you do? Wait, how do you do? Yeah. How, how do, do you do? do? And how do you do? How do you do again? He is pleased to meet you. The whole of this family, the six grown-ups, count them, and little Charlie live together in a all small wooden house at the on the edge of a great town. The house wasn't nearly, nearly large enough for so many people. And this was extremely uncomfortable for all for them all. There were only two rooms in the place all together. And there were only one bed. The bed was given to the four old grandparents because they were so old and tired. They were so tired they never got out of it. Hmm. Okay, you want me to take over? Yep. Okay, I'm taking over reading, guys. Grandpa Joe and Grandma Josephine on this side. Grandpa George and Grandpa George- Grandma Georgina on that side. Mr. and Mrs. Bucket and little Charlie Bucket slept in the room, in the other room, upon a mattress on the floor. In the summertime, this wasn't too bad. But in the winter, freezing cold draughts, Blue drafts blew across the floor all night long, and it was awful. There wasn't quite, there wasn't any question of them being able to buy a better house or even one more bed to sleep in. They were far too poor in the family. He worked, they were far too poor for that. Sorry, you guys. The bucket, Mr. Bucket was the only person in the family with a job. He worked in a toothpaste factory where he sat all day long at a bench and screwed on little caps onto the top of tubes of toothpaste after the tubes had been filled. But a toothpaste cap screwer never is paid very much money, and poor Mr. Bucket, however hard he worked and however fast he screwed on those caps, was never able to make enough money to buy one half of the things that a large family needed. There wasn't even enough money to buy proper food for them all. The only meals that they could afford were bread and margarine for breakfast, boiled potatoes and cabbage for lunch, and cabbage soup for dinner. Sundays were a bit better. They all looked forward to Sundays because then they all exactly had the same. Everyone was allowed a second helping. But the buckets, of course, didn't starve. But everyone else, every one of them the two old grandfathers, the two old grandmothers, Charlie's father, Charlie's mother, and especially little Charlie himself, went about from morning till night with a horrible empty feeling in their tummies. Charlie felt it worst of all, and although his father and mother often went without their share of lunch or supper so that they could give it to him, it still wasn't nearly enough for a growing boy. He desperately wanted something more filling and satisfying than cabbage soup. The one thing he longed for more than anything else was chocolate. 
Walking to school in the mornings, Charlie could see great slabs of chocolate piled up high in the shop windows, and he would stop and stare and press his nose against the glass, his mouth watering like mad. Many times a day, he would see other children taking bars of creamy chocolate out of their pockets and munching on them greedily, and that, of course, was pure torture. Once a year on his birthday, did Charlie Bucket ever get the taste of a bit of chocolate? The whole the whole family saved up their money for that special occasion, and when the great day arrived, Charlie was able <clears throat> was always presented with one small chocolate bar to eat all by himself. And each time he received it on those marvelous birthday mornings, he would place it carefully into a small wooden box that he owned and treasure it as though it were a bar of solid gold. And for the next few days, he would allow himself only to look at it, but never touch it. Then, at last, when he could stand it no longer, he would peel back a tiny piece of paper wrapping at one corner and expose a tiny bit of chocolate. And then he would take a tiny nibble, just enough to allow the lovely, sweet taste to spread slowly over his tongue. In the next days, he would take another tiny nibble, and so on and so on. And in this way, Charlie would make his six-penny bar of birthday chocolate last him for more than a month. But I haven't yet told you about one awful thing that tortured Charlie, the lover of chocolate more than anything else. The thing... Yeah, he is like Max Ernest, that's right. The thing for him was far worse than seeing slabs of chocolate on the windows watching other children munch on creamy chocolate bars right in front of him. It was the most terrible torture that you could imagine. It was this. In the town itself, actually within the site of his house in which Charlie lived, there was an enormous chocolate factory. Just imagine that. And it wasn't even a simply ordinary enormous chocolate factory either. It was the largest and most famous factory in the world. It was Wonka's factory, owned by a man called Mr. Willy Wonka, the greatest inventor and maker of chocolates that there has ever been. And what a tremendous, marvelous place it was. It had huge iron gates leading into it and a high wall surrounding it and smoke belching from the chimneys and strange whizzing sounds coming from deep inside of it. And outside the walls, for a half a mile in every direction, the air was scented with the heavy, rich smells of melting chocolate. Twice a day, on his way to and from school, little Charlie Bucket had to walk right past the gates of the factory, and every time he went by, he would begin to walk very, very slowly, and he would hold his nose high up in the air and take long sniffs of gorgeous, chocolatey smell all around him. Oh, how he loved the smell of chocolate. And oh, how he wished he could go inside the factory and see what it was like. I'm glad we don't live next to a, a really famous chocolate factory because I'd probably be, I'd probably be a little chunkier. Because <laughs> I would eat chocolate all day. What about you? Yeah. And you know what? I know I said that we were going to do a couple of episodes but you know what this is this book is actually broken up into chapters so we're just going to do like we did with the secret series one chapter per episode good okay all right see you the next one